Luke Walton Talks Lakers is presented by Big Baller Brand. LeVar spoke Lonzo to the Lakers into existence, and now we're speaking this sponsorship into existence. Big Baller Brand, stay in your lane. Big Baller Brands is not affiliated with Luke Walton Talks Lakers, nor is Luke Theodore Walton, head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, to be conflated with Luke Francis Walton, co-host of the show and member of the band Fond. This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us, as always, from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What's up, John? Dude, I'm sorry about the Dodgers. I don't want to talk about it. Lucky you. I don't want to talk I, about baseball. I was going to say, I figured as much, and while I'm sorry that the Dodgers lost in the World Series again, the bright side for me is that this is the last time we'll have to talk about baseball on this podcast for a while. <laughs> Till next so, October. I can, you know, I'll say it's a lose win for me. <laughs> it's the NBA's fault for moving the season up. You're blaming basketball for the Dodgers losing the World Series? No, I'm blaming basketball for you having to talk about the Dodgers. Ah, okay. That's how All we've right, avoided this before. That's fair series enough. Series is normally over. That's fair enough. Okay. Well, <laughs> I suppose we should get into it. I want to thank all of our followers. Please subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, the new Google Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends and throw us a five star on iTunes and the like. And check us out on social media, www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com. All right, let's get started with a quick round of in or out. First one. Uh, Luke, Rondo did the right thing, giving up an open layup instead of passing out to LeBron for a three in the conclusion of uh, our loss against the Spurs. Uh, I think it was the right thing to do because we didn't have timeouts. I get it. Mm. I get it. Um, yeah, common sense says, yeah, just take whatever shot you've got. But since we don't have timeouts, I think it was like 10, 15 seconds remaining. Even if we foul at that point, how are we going to get it across half court and get a good look? Maybe, maybe if you throw the Lonzo full court pass, I that's, guess it's the only way it works. That's my thing. I'm I'm out on this. That's I think you did the wrong thing. I think you take the I think you take the open layup. Yeah. Um. I, I think. And yeah, I think I'm coming around because be, because we ha- like you said we have LeBron and we have Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Like we have two of the best deep ball you know <laughs> right. passers in basketball. Yeah. yeah. On our roster, I just think it it. <sighs> I know that it's LeBron, and I know that he's hit one clutch shot this season already, mm-hmm. but he's shooting 20% from three. That's absurd. So, like, even if it, like, that's the other part of this is, like, okay, if you're going to pass it out, uh-huh. pass it out to Hart or Lonzo, who yes. are both over 40% shooters mm-hmm. on more than five attempts per game this season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out on that. I'm really happy, just side note, that they're taking more attempts, both of those guys, per yes. game. Yes, totally agree. Um, all right, in or out, Brandon Ingram should start in his return tonight. Uh, it depends on at the, at the expense of who. Like, who, who are we pulling? Can I have a contingency? Um, sure. Like, if we're pulling coups for Ingram, I think that's a no-go right now. Ooh, so who would you pull then? Hart. Oh, interesting. You'd go with the big lineup. I'd to go start. with the big lineup to start. Mm. Or I would. I I think really my gut says Ingram six man right now, just because these guys, these guys are flowing. Um, interesting. I've I've liked this. I've liked the, uh, no Rondo starting. Um, I also well, hey, don't get don't get ahead of us. Don't get ahead of our inner out here. <laughs> I take it back. I said nothing. <laughs> Luke, next round of inner out. Lonzo should continue to start. By the way, I am yeah. in on Ingram starting tonight. Mm, interesting. Do, do, do you think starting. that the offense is going to suffer? Because I think that he's struggling to get his touches at the same time as LeBron. Obviously, we have to figure that out long term. That's, that's exactly the thing here is mm. like we're going to talk about like Lance later. But <laughs> I think the reason that we've won these games where Lance has had offensive explosions yeah. is because we need, we need another 20 point plus score in our mm. starting lineup or like playing significant yes. minutes. Yes. 
Um, and I think it has to be Ingram. So I think you can sacrifice some short-term mm-hmm. losses for mm-hmm. the long-term potential benefit. Plus, plus if he can't figure it out, like we need to know that because I, I don't think that uh, we're going to want to pay him to be a sixth man when his contract is up. If he's... I, I'm saying six man, but he's still playing 30 minutes. Uh, you know, like, uh, no. I don't know. I, th- I, mean, no, I think I'd be okay with that. All right. Uh, all right, next one. Maybe they've forgotten about what you said now. Uh, in or out, Lonzo should continue to start. Yes. And <laughs> and to follow that up, it also, I think it's inconsequential if Lonzo starts and only plays 20 minutes, like the last mm. game. Like, yeah. Rondo played more minutes than than Zoe did last last game, and I think that's unacceptable. Simply. 100% with you. Um, next, in or out, Hart should continue to start. Okay, I'm I'm in unless we want to do my big lineup, but yeah, I I think I'm in. Okay, so you would you would start Hart, yeah. and then have Bi come off the bench. Yeah, I mean, do you you want to talk you want to talk KCP Hart for a second? Uh, sure. All right. So on NBA's like stack comparison thing, per, oh yeah, per thirty six, Hart leads in every category, every single one. Five point three rebounds to three point two, one point five assists to point eight. 2.3 seals to 0.3, 0.3 steals per 36 for KCP. That's disgusting, mm-hmm. man, for what he's doing. Leads in blocks and is leading in points by almost seven points. So, like, night and day. Yeah. Night yeah. and day. Oh, I'm, yeah. I, I mean, I think I, I get why you're saying, I get why, the, why the, the pair that you're choosing between is Hart and BI. Yeah. I still think for me the... The, the choice is between Kuz mm. and Ingram. I I, know. I think I think because yeah. because because to me Hart being in the starting lineup is not a question. Okay. Okay. I actually I think that like so far this season, obviously LeBron is a starter. Mm-hmm. I think that Javale has obviously earned that role and those yes. minutes. Yes. I think that Hart is the next guy who is most deserving of those starters' minutes mm-hmm. and that role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Lonzo is 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 getting close to cementing that status for himself. Mm-hmm. I agree that he needs, we need to see him in more minutes per game, if that's going to be the case. And I think that Kuz is the guy who still has kind of yet to prove that uh, he belongs in that starting lineup. But he's, he's averaging, so per 36, Kuz is at you know, t- almost 22 points a game. Like, but I don't think that he needs to be in the starting lineup to do that. I think that he benefits the most off of having LeBron there. I agree, but I don't think that that requires him to be in the starting lineup. Okay. Well, I mean, I think I think that 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 it's somewhat inconsequential when we're saying who's starting the game. I'm talking like let's like I, sure, but like I guess what I'm saying is you could have you could have Javale mm-hmm. and Brandon Ingram mm-hmm. uh, be like the first first starters to to sit. Yeah. And have Kuz and Jonathan Williams come in, mm-hmm. and now you have. A lot now. You have like a, a a nice little stretch of coups with LeBron. Yeah, and then obviously your next switch can be Rondo for Lonzo, mm-hmm. right? And then your next one can be maybe Bi for LeBron, mm-hmm. right? And now you've still got like, you know, we're just never gonna rest Hart like Rondo yeah. Hart, Bi uh, LeBron Williams. I think my biggest thing is so like to frame the starter argument for me is like who's playing with LeBron it's pretty and I think that the guys that I think need to be out there with LeBron as much as possible are like you said JaVale Hart Kuz and so I think those are the guys that benefit the most from having LeBron out there at the same time I think I think Ingram is hurt by having LeBron out there at the same time wow wow that's a hot take yeah that's Ingram is hurt by being out there with LeBron. Yes. What happened to all of our talk about like this is going to open him up? I uh, at least right now. I mean, obviously it's small sample size early in the season, and he's played less games than anybody else. Um, Do you think it's because a lot of those, like a lot of that time, we had coups at the center, which like kind of clogged everything up? I don't think that that. Uh, I think that the reason why Ingram was having a harder time is because first his his outside shot hasn't fallen yet. If his outside start, if his outside shot starts to fall, that changes the whole game because that's what changed the game for Kuz. But know? it hasn't. Kuz is a really bad shooter this season. But he's had one game with a good three point percentage. But he still shoots from volume from three, and I think that that still makes. I think that that still makes 
like the defense have to respect you at the perimeter. Okay, all right. So that that is fair because because they know that he's a threat to shoot. Yes. Then that stretches the defense. I but like this last game, like he's had two games where he's shot above thirty percent from mm-hmm. three. I know, I know, but it, I I'm I would throw the first three games out because of the center experiment being a miserable failure. And then my other point is I think that in the pick and roll, I think that Kuz and LeBron doing a pick and roll is more effective than Kuz and I mean Ingram and LeBron doing a pick and roll. So I think that Ingram is left doing a lot of weak, weak side action and I think he's stronger. I think we saw his strongest play at point guard. Yeah. So, well, that's I mean that's what a, that's what it's getting back to then mm-hmm. is you just want to see him like leading the offense yeah. more, which is more possible when he's not out there with with Lonzo and LeBron. And I think that that will give him confidence so then he can still close the game with LeBron, but he will he will have like found his touch. Mm-hmm. He'll be aggressive cuz like obviously Ingram he has those night and day games where if he's aggressive, if he's going to the rack and like believes in himself, he's unstoppable. That's a, definitely a 20 point per game yeah. plus guy. Okay, so you want to see him play the like the James Harden on the Thunder yes. Julius Randle last season role yes. where he technically is not a starter, but he's like top 5 in minutes mm-hmm. in usage. Mm-hmm. He's out there to close the game. Exactly. And then he's like oh, he's like right. the Thing that keeps the offense running so we're not relying on Lance Stevenson to do it like I you know like I, I want to see him get those 20 minutes that Lance is getting right now where he's basically like the guy on the court that should be yeah. Ingram and then okay. also play starter minutes too but I don't know I think okay. that Kuz I think Kuz allows us to have that shot to like come out blazing in the first quarter and if it's not there yeah. then Ingram just gets more of his minutes okay I guess my 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 belief on this mm-hmm is that I'm willing to sacrifice some losses right now to figure out what we really have. That makes sense. And to me, for this team to, to really be its best, mm-hmm. we need to know what, what Ingram's like, upside potential is. Yes. And I think like, it, it just would seem crazy to me for this team to be a contender and not have Ingram as a starter. Totally. Totally. And I, I mean, I, I have a really hard time figuring out what uh luke is seeing in the rotations um because he keeps changing them and yeah kind of seem it's like they're it, all over the place it has been really hard to get well and it's also i mean it's been tough for him with rondo and ingram out yes of course that you know it's very hard to manage your rotations when two presumed starters at the beginning of the season are out after the second game and it's a totally zany team like i think we can say that as much like like the meme team thing is so real it's fun to watch so real it's oh yeah of course i mean lineup i mean like beasley is just really bad yeah man lance is out there like palming balls in dudes faces i know (laughs) and like dancing around uh you know rondo obviously has already gotten ejected for two games Mm -hmm. suspended for two games um, all right, this is the longest round of in or out ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one, Ty Lue deserved to be fired. I don't think he ever deserved to be hired. <laughs> but the fact that he was there, I mean, I don't think that it was his fault that they had such a bad start. They're a bad team. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on this. I don't think he deserved to be fired. I, heard a, I, heard a, I read a tweet that was like, firing Ty Lue is like firing a chef at Applebee's for serving Applebee's food. <laughs> That's so good. It's like, what do you expect? It's really good. This is what you have on the menu for him. You got 0-6 on the menu. That's it. It's a one-item menu. Mm-hmm. And now, like, Kevin Love is going to be out for a month, mm-hmm. and I feel bad for Larry. Nance. In or out, the Oklahoma City Thunder are a really shitty team. Uh, in. They're really bad. In yeah, they're well. The the they don't have put like they don't have anybody beyond Russ and Paul George that's decent. Uh, that's not true. Stephen Adams. Yeah, but, I for, but, sorry, sorry. Beyond those guys, mm-hmm. everybody else is just not good enough. And there's like there's no shooting, and there's no defense. So it's it like they barely beat the Suns. I think what, yesterday. Yeah. And. And it required, like, Paul George hitting a half-court shot. Like, this is a team... Okay, the, the Suns victory that the Lakers have, I, that's a bye week. Like, the Suns are so bad. Yes. That yes. I, I can't even factor that into, like, are the Lakers good yet? 
because that's yeah. just like, of course we won that game. Yeah. Well, what's funny is is going to be like the the pressure that teams start to feel to need to beat the Suns. You have to. And it's going to be real embarrassing for the teams that don't. Because the Suns are not going to lose every game. Like, no. they'll win a few games. Yeah. Like, they're still an NBA team with DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker on their roster. Yeah, and who can, like, totally catch fire. But, like, if you don't have the firepower to match up with that, that's sad. Because they play no defense. They're completely lost out there. They are a joke. Which sucks, because I, I was hoping Ariza could help them. Yeah, nope. Not at all. But I guess it shows you how like one good perimeter defender yes. does not a good defense make. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? Except when Zoe defends in the full court. Yeah. Stupid Jamal Murray. That was so sick. If, it, if anybody didn't see that uh, game, Zoe got like five steals that game. Uh, one of them hit a shot, got a steal immediately, hit a layup. And that kind of turned the whole game. Is that defense? Yeah, I mean, he he certainly does not have a short memory. <laughs> no. Which was funny. It was like, whoa, I forgot about that weird little, like, dribble around you that Jamal Murray did last year that Julius Randle took offense to. Yep. But apparently you haven't forgotten it. <laughs> he clowned him. Zoe yeah. straight up clowned Jamal Murray. And yeah. I that was the only that was the only game that I was I mean the Spurs as well, that I was like, all right, the Lakers have still have the potential to be the third seed in the West. I still, I don't know if the record's going to shake out that way just because we've been losing games close. And also to your point, we might be experimenting with too many things and losing games because we're looking long-term like with Ingram as a starter and stuff like that. Um, But I still think that we have every potential to be a really, really good team if we play like we can. Yeah. You know what I'm excited for is uh, for us to play the Kings and for Darren Fox to be playing. They, Darren and Lonzo, I don't think that they've played each You're other. Right. They haven't yet. In the NBA yet. Nope. And those dudes hated each other. Yeah. Especially like they Fox. had a lot of, there were a lot of UCLA, Kentucky, not a lot, but like the two of them played enough in college against each other. Yeah. And Fox talked a lot of trash. Well, Fox was better than Lonzo. In that one main... He was more athletic than Lonzo. Lonzo's certainly the better player. Yes, yes. I'm yes. not. Yes. And Kentucky was the better team. Yeah, that's true. So, UCLA so I mean, Lonzo. Because I, I want to see what Lonzo tries to do to him. I, I'm hoping that Zoe continues on this tear, gets enough minutes, and just develops into the best perimeter defender in the NBA. <laughs> Like he's just Roberson out there. <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi is the best yeah, defender right, in the NBA, right. but that would be nuts. Especially considering that his the knock on him coming in was that he is a bad defender. Mm-hmm. Also, how wrong were those scouts? Unbelievable. What were they watching? I don't. I, I mean, I don't think he was a great perimeter defender in college. No. Yeah, he wasn't. I watched. So I don't know what happened. I, I don't know where that came from, but. He's he's good. Coach Luke. Coach Luke. <laughs> Focusing on defense. <laughs> R- um, running hills. Uh, so moving on from the longest round of in or out ever. Uh, just want to like touch in on a few things. Make them dance Lance, man. It's so fun. It's amazing. Like this is the best possible version of Lance we could have asked for. 110%. But but my problem with him is, and this is what I was mentioning earlier, like we we need somebody who can spell LeBron and mm. score another twenty points a game, and Lance can do it occasionally, but I don't think we're going to get it out of him consistently. Agreed. And, and if we expect it from him, he's going to have way too long of a leash. Yeah, well, he's going to be playing way too many minutes. And and like he'll he'll think like this is my role, like yes, ball yes. stopper. <laughs> the fact that he in in we've only played five games and he's done the like palm ball and like wave it around in front of the dude's face thing twice yeah uh does not bode well for for him thinking he's an iso superstar um but it's nice to have lance for the games when he does blow up, but we really need to find an answer for where we, where we get those points when he does, is not having a hot night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's like my big concern right now. I, I to me, it's got to be Ingram. Yeah. I think that everybody else is is really pulling their weight. And, well, that's not true. KCP's not. But I think that we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna see too much more offensive growth out of Hart and Kuz and Lonzo. Mm-hmm. I think those guys. Like I think they're kind of in where they're gonna be for this year. Mm-hmm. Ingram's the one who's who's got to make the jump to me. Yes. To make the difference here. Definitely. And obviously, I think he will. It just hasn't been that many games for him. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's been two games. Yeah. Um. All right. There is a terrible collaboration happening. What's going on? In the league right now. Uh, pictures, images are surfacing of one Kanye West meeting with one LeVar Ball. No. Yes. What? Yes. Any word on what they're working on? Or it's just... No. Oh, my God. No. No, just photos of the two of them together. Uh, Luke, I want to know, from this LeVar Ball, Kanye West collab, mm. what is the best case, worst case outcome? All right, best case, Kanye is designing the JBA uniforms for next year. Ooh, okay. So they'll be like the most futuristic dystopian <laughs> league clear plastic yeah no underwear yes <laughs> some with huge shoulder pads <laughs> Men. And, or, or all nude colors <laughs> yes the team colors will be various shades of nude <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's best case. What's worst worst case? Trump rally. Oh. <laughs> you could see Lamar would, being a secret Trump supporter. I was going to say worst case would be the two of them announced that they're running for president and oh, vice president. That's good. <laughs> that's good. A West Ball ticket. <laughs> West Ball 2020. <laughs> oh my. They're uh they're running they're running they're they're being nominated by the Bull Moose Party they're bringing it back oh dude if this goes far enough we could see a merger of Keeping Up with the Kardashians and Ball in the Family oh no that would that I don't know if I don't know if that's a crossover the television is ready for I don't even know what it would be on it'd be simulcast on TV and Facebook yeah it it would they would be breaking breaking boundaries. How about my best case would be that, like, I don't know, Kanye is going to negotiate some type of, like, Adidas big baller brand, mm. like, license or I don't want to say merger, but, like, mm. something where he can, like, legitimize the big baller brand. Man. And then he gets involved in, in like, helping design their shoes. That'd be nuts. What a, I think that's what, a steal. that's what I would imagine. I mean, LeVar would yet again be proven to be a genius if he got Kanye to design his shitty brand into stardom. I mean, he's he's getting Kanye right now at his worst, right? Like if yeah. there's ever a chance to convince Kanye to do something, it's right now. Oh, I mean. So so hey, shoot your shot, Lavar. 100%. Go for it. That's why I think it might be a presidential ticket. <laughs> I think Lavar is like Kanye is susceptible right now. Yeah, I'm going to get in there. Big PR stunt. But yeah, I, I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak this into existence. I think the smartest thing, though, is is if you can use his design ability to turn your brand into something that's actually cool. Then, like, then, like, yeah, you could sell to Adidas. Yeah, for a hundred million dollars. <laughs> or we've seen, like, we saw like the Nike Virgil Abloh yeah collaborations last year, yeah. right? Where it was like a guy who was a di- designer for another company did a line of shoes for a different brand. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like the the like Kanye West big baller brand collab, right? And he's he creates a line of big baller brand apparel and shoes. A lot of zippers. So many a lot of zippers and velcro. <laughs> like it's impossible and, to put take on and off the shoes. It takes like and like, 30 and like clashing colors. <laughs> Those are his design <laughs> principles. <laughs> Multiple methods of taking on and putting off, or putting on and taking off, and clashing colors. There's a zipper that goes around the entire shoe. It just takes the sole off. Yeah. 
<laughs> it just turns your shoe into a spat. <laughs> this way you can make one shoe look like another shoe. <laughs> I'm in on this collaboration. All right. That, well, the, this is good. This chewed me up. I was really nervous about what was going to come out of this, and now I have a little bit of hope. So thank you. Oh, you're um. All right, some more like serious stuff. We we already have talked a lot about about lineups. Mm. Is there anything else you want to say on that on that subject? No, <laughs> I'm good. Beautiful. Um, let's talk three point shooting. Yeah. Uh, so far this season, Lonzo and Hart are both actually shooting uh, really really well. So uh, Josh Hart is taking five point eight attempts per game. And he's currently shooting 42.9%. And Lonzo is taking 5.3 attempts per game, and he's shooting 40.6%. Mm. It's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kuzma has not been shooting well, despite what you just said. Yeah. Um, he's been averaging 6.3 attempts per game and has been hitting only 28.9% of those mm-hmm. this season. Um, and then our uh, clutch fam huh. uh, are not not shooting well. LeBron is shooting twenty percent. KCP is shooting twenty five percent, and that is on. Let's see. LeBron is taking five point eight per game, and KCP is taking. Do you want to guess how many he's taking? Two, two point seven. Hey. The fact, like, oh god, the, the, the his his like steal and three point attempt numbers uh, blow my mind. Considering like the presumed role he was supposed to play on this team mm-hmm. and the amount of money we're paying him. Mm-hmm. But okay, so given those three point shooting percentages, this was one of the big fears going into the season. How do you how do you feel about our about our outside shooting situation right now? It's bad. It's certainly bad. Uh, <laughs> We need we need LeBron to shoot well from the outside, like no matter what's going on. That is so key to the construction of everything, spacing the floor, keeping people honest. Luckily, I think he's proven himself as enough of a threat that you got to defend him. Um, I think that I think that uh, attempts per three really matter in terms of somebody perceiving you as a three point shooter, even if you're not hitting. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm liking that Kuz. Uh, is is shooting a high volume even though he's, they're not falling. I think they will. Um, I don't know if Kuz will ever be a completely consistent shooter. I think he's going to have really, really hot nights and really, really cold nights, but I think that's just kind of what you get with him. Um, I mean, he was 36% last year. Yeah, I, but that's, that that's what be... I'm saying. I think that, but I think that he he's not often at the mean. Yeah. I think he's... Here's the, here, here's the other thing, though. Sorry to cut you no, off, no. but like the difference between last year and this year... He's taking one more three per game this year, basically. A little less than one, but he's taking about one more per game. Um, And he is uh, making 0.3 less per game. So Mm -hmm. I think that is something that's important for us to keep in mind is that like the, the, the margin between like a good shooting percentage and a bad shooting percentage is razor thin, especially with this, this few of games. Yeah, when you're only taking five a game. And you've played you, five you, games. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yes. it's like taking yes. a, a test that only has 25 questions. You better get those questions right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we're we're in a tough spot right now. Like, I think we're going to need somebody like Svi to, to, like, step up earlier than we expected because we need some outside shooting. And some nights, like, our guys aren't going to be given it, so maybe throwing in the rook for some substantial minutes, like might be valid. I don't know. Yeah. I think you're right. I mean, Sfi unfortunately hasn't shot well, but he also has had like no attempts. He's, I think he's taken, I think he's averaging less than two per game. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, that's tough. Um, I actually have some optimism about this. Great. Because if we're getting, if we're, if we're going to continue getting this rate from Lonzo and from Josh Hart. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Even if it even if it tails off a little bit, even if I mean they're over forty right now, even if it ends up in like the thirty six to thirty eight range, that's that's great um, to be getting that out of our out of our backcourt. Considering that we did not think that we would really have much 
three point presence in her backcourt mm-hmm. outside of KCP. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I do think that Kuz's shot is going to start hitting. Yeah, I, 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 I do think that he'll kind of get back to where he was last year. Um, and also, LeBron will not be a twenty percent three point shooter this year. No. He just won't. He he just won't be. That would absolutely be the lowest of his career. He's never been below uh, thirty, except for his rookie year. And he's much better at shooting now than he was. Yes, early in his yes, and he's been as high as over forty percent when he was with Miami. So like mm-hmm. he he he's not good. This is not going to be his end of the season shooting percentage. So that's why I actually have some optimism mm-hmm. because if KCP and LeBron return to their uh, kind of their average. Mm-hmm. Actually, if, if KCP, LeBron, and Kuz all kind of return to their average. Yeah, that's true. And if we continue to see Hart and Lonzo shoot at a, at a good rate, mm-hmm. and if Ingram has any chance of getting a shot to fall, yes. now we're actually a pretty decent three-point shooting team. Mm-hmm. I don't think that all of those things will happen, but we've got enough levers to pull here mm-hmm. that as long as maybe two of those four things happen, I actually think we're in an okay place. Yes, and also to to harp on that for a second, I don't think that three-point shooting is really our identity, which is kind of weird to say in the modern NBA. I <laughs> think that we are a fast-break team primarily, and then secondarily is a around-the-rim team. You know, like heavy assist numbers, working it around, getting really good cuts. And then if you don't have it, look for the open outside shot. But Yeah, I mean, the, but the... To me, the problem with that, the, the, not the problem with that, um, you have to have a decent three ball oh, yeah. for games when you're down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or, or even like when you have a modest lead, like you're up by six or yeah. seven. That's how you throw gas on the fire. Yeah, and that's how you don't get torched by Damian Lillard. Yeah. You know, or the Warriors. That, that to me is the biggest thing. I agree. I don't necessarily want this team to be a high three point attempt team. Mm-hmm. But they just need to have it in the bag for those nights when they're just not able to to get it going down low. Yes. Or when they get into a big hole and they need to dig themselves out. It's just so hard when you're trading threes for twos. Yeah, definitely. And that and that's kind of what helped us in that Nuggets game. You know, Lance comes in, hits two back to back threes, and then all of a sudden Nuggets are hitting twos. Yeah. So now it's like, all right, the lead looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you expect from Ingram tonight? Who are we playing? Sorry. It's unprofessional. Uh, we're playing the Timberwolves Bad tonight. Coach. Timberwolves tonight. Uh, okay. <laughs> Bad coach. Uh, yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel good. Headline, Coach Luke does not know who team is playing tonight. <laughs> I, I feel good about that. I think that. I think that Ingram can put up some pretty good numbers against the Timber Pups. Yeah, hopefully he gets some time against Carl Anthony Cantor. Dude. Okay. Did you see? Did you see when Cat jacked up the like awful contested three to close the game, and D Rose came up to him and was like, "What the fuck, man?" Yes, yes. That team is a mess. A mess. A mess. So early in the season, it is so fun to watch. I I kind of hope that they don't trade Jimmy Butler, just because I want to see this team be this like weird culture experiment mm-hmm. in what happens when your team culture is just like a cesspool i mean this is also what happens when your gm slash coach knows he's gonna get fired like why is he gonna why would he trade for draft picks yeah i no, i know you're totally right that's uh, these teams keep screwing up their their like incentives right mm-hmm in terms, in terms of like coaches and timing, and it, it's like the it's like the thing where Cupcheck said, if we don't get to the playoffs in three years, like yeah. I'm out. And if it, it's it's just bad, like it's even my even even Magic said it, and it's just dumb. And e- if they didn't do that, maybe we wouldn't have signed Luol Deng. Yeah, well, it's it's like someone uh, I heard I heard um, I heard Sam Hinkie talking about this, and he said like. You would not want your portfolio manager to say to have like a three-year guarantee of I'll triple your money in three years or I'm out. Yeah, exactly. right. Because if in two and a half years he hasn't tripled your money, what's he going to start doing? Penny he's going to start stocks. taking massive risks. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. He's not going to be thinking long term, and that's what's happening with Tibbs. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like Tibbs's incentives are not aligned. Like his his he needs this team to perform now if he has any chance of not losing his job. 
And you're going up against teams like the Warriors that are like balanced portfolio. And you're like, yes. I'm going to short currencies. Yeah. But you know what the Warriors and the Celtics uh, have in common? What? The, their coaches are not yeah. in jeopardy of losing their jobs. <laughs> That's true. You know, I, I, I think that this could go really badly for some teams, but yeah. I almost think that like the better way to, to do it is to hire a coach and say, you're our coach for 10 years. I think that's what the Lakers are doing with coach Luke Walton. I, I think so. I think they've said you're like, you're the, the cornerstone of this rebuild because they can't afford. I know fans are calling for it, but like to think about the long-term problem of instilling a new system, getting an entirely new team. Cause it's not just the coach, it's the whole staff. Yes. And, and you want your coach thinking long-term. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you want, like, like, you want your whole front office, your whole team saying, how do we make the best team for the long run? Especially with young pieces like this. Like, that's what Bob Myers did with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Danny Ainge is not worried about his job. Danny Ainge can do whatever he wants. Greg Popovich can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that that's... What's up? Masai Ujiri. Yeah, yeah, Masai too. Like Masai is, has total confidence in his role there, you know. And and I think that, um, so that's why it 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 kind of blows my mind. Like Tibbs has been there for is this his third year? I think so. Yeah, because he had yeah. one. Now I, I also don't think that the GM coach thing is ever a good idea. Absolutely not. That's been um, proven now. I be, think because because again, like their incentives are misaligned. Austin Rivers is a prime example they 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 did a uh, a tribute video to austin rivers coming back to clippers uh to play against the clippers what yeah i feel like i sound like paul pierce right now but what are we just giving tribute videos to everyone <laughs> that's what it looks like man that's embarrassing that sucks. um so back to my original question Shoot. what do we expect to see out of brandon ingram tonight 18 points Seven rebounds. Do you think that he's going to have a, like a bad streak in him now? I think, I think he's going to really attack the whole this game because I think he's going to want to come back and make a statement. I think he's seeing that like Kuz is in his spot and people are saying that should be his. And so now yeah. it's, it's kind of up to Ingram to fight back for that. And so, yeah, I want to see some dog in him. I know he's got it. Like, and that's, that's what he needs to be successful. Like He is an around-the-rim player at this stage of his career. Don't settle for the mid-range so much. Get to the rack. Get fouled. That's what he's yeah. going to do. Yeah. Th- there's a particular emoji that he really likes, including in his, in his like, Instagram photos and tweets and stuff. And like, if that's how he wants to represent himself, then he's got to like, start beating on his chest and he's, rampaging. He's got to go ape shit. There was a video, there was a video that I saw and it was like, this is the Lakers fight. And it was two guys in the club, like getting mad at each other, like throwing water at each other. And then as soon as that, like, like kind of settled down, a chair comes out of nowhere and just <laughs> clocks the dude. It's like, hey, Brandon Ingram. Hey man, he's just following in a long line of uh, violent Lakers. That's why we should have uh, carried Andrew Bynum at that 15th roster spot. <laughs> Could you imagine if he was in that oh, fight? Oh, my gosh. He would have been like, I'm throwing the comeback away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, people kept surfacing uh, this old video of Kareem breaking a dude's jaw. I haven't seen this. I got to look that oh, up. I'll send it to yeah, you. Please. Kareem got elbowed really hard uh-huh. down low. This really old video. Uh, he got elbowed really hard. And you see him like kind of grab his stomach and then he gets up and the guy turns around and he runs over to him and Kareem breaks his hand on the guy's face. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. And then there's always the, the Artest elbow yeah, in the head yeah. against Harden. Was, I sent you that. He, he was meta world peace at that point. That's sorry. Sorry. That was, that was meta, but, but that was Ron coming out. Yeah. That was the people's elbow. That was, yes, yes. Uh, or sorry, it wasn't against Harden. It was against Serge, against Serge Ibaka. Oh, there were. Right? Or was, was it Harden? Harden? It was Harden. Oh, okay. I think he elbowed Serge, I, he too. He did, he did. I think that okay, was yeah. at an earlier point. I'm trying to remember. Okay. But yeah, the, the, the classic one, straight to the beard. Because it, it, was, <laughs> it, was it was like a raise the hand in anger. Got to get my elbow to head height, then... 
you would think that Harden would run away a little more. Like he he always he he draws the foul on guys and then goes in, right he's up. In there, to them. He's in there. He's in there for that foul. I know, but after the foul, he gets the foul and then like get out, get out of there. Like you know what you did. Yeah, you, you did something that if you were on, like, there's no shame. Like if you're playing on the street and you're the guy that keeps being like foul, foul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Harden's that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's got no shame about it, man. None whatsoever. Um. All right, I want to talk about something that I was right about. <laughs> How's that for a setup? It's a good setup. Luke, would you do me a favor yeah. and read this long-ass oh quote from JaVale God. McGee? Oh, yeah, yeah, don't, you were super don't, right about this. Don't lose your breath while you're doing it. <laughs> Through four games, McGee is averaging 16.2 points, seven rebounds, and 3.2 blocks in 24 minutes, and he made it clear afterward that he can play more and is not restricted by his asthma condition. This is what I want to say about the asthma McGee said when asked about it after the game. Stop bringing that up like I'm out here wheezing and having asthma attacks. I've never had an atta- asthma attack in my life. I feel like that's definitely lowered my value as a basketball player. <laughs> uh, people say, oh, he can only play 20 minutes a game because he has asthma. No. There's a lot of people with asthma in the league. I feel like somebody stamped that excuse on me like, cool, we can play him low minutes because he has asthma. McGee, who has not averaged more than 18.1 minutes per game in his previous six seasons, believes the narrative of him having to play in shorter stints due to asthma came while he spent three seasons in Denver between 2012 and 2015. Probably Denver because of altitude, McGee said. Anybody has a problem breathing in Denver. They have asthma medicine, he added. There's a reason I take it. So, I don't have asthma when I take my asthma medicine. That's straight up what you said. I think you said that. I literally that. I said, said that, that word for word. Quote. I said you don't have asthma when you take your asthma medication. <laughs> we did it. We, we, we nailed it. We nailed something. We were spot did. on. It's good. I, like, I, I, he's being totally truthful here. Yeah. He's, he's, he's calling out Denver right now, mm-hmm. which I like, which is that they decided they didn't want to play him very many minutes and they used the asthma as an excuse. Mm-hmm. That was exactly what I said, was that the, it was just the excuse to not play him more minutes than they were comfortable playing because they didn't think he was a smart basketball player. Yes. I love it because he's totally right. And the, I think what we're seeing now is that the Warriors are different, but I think that that was a really kind of unfair knock on him as a player. Totally. Totally. And we're seeing that now. He's a very good center for today's, today's league. I mean, there, yeah, there's, and, there's still funny moments, like miss dunks yes. and whatever, but, you know. Yes. Yes. I mean, he, uh, he has better... Who did I see he has better stats than? Um, Dwight Howard. <laughs> well, that... You know what's funny was I was actually thinking, like, he is what... He, like, if Dwight Howard would just shut up and play like JaVale McGee, <laughs> he would be so good again. Yeah. yeah. But he refuses to. Um, yeah, I'm happy for JaVale because I think that he's getting his chance to prove that, uh, that, that he's not, you know, hamstrung by his asthma. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, you know, that helps him get another starting spot on someone else's team next year when we sign DeMarcus Cousins. And and like like to put it in perspective, uh, Hassan Whiteside is only better than Javale at rebounding. That's it. Yeah. And Hassan Whiteside is very expensive. <laughs> yes, yes. Javale is not He's on a minimum contract. <laughs> so yeah. Um. All right. Well, thank you for reading that. Thank you for indulging for sure. me. I feel I feel very very good about about my my prediction there. For sure. You should. Um. Luke, do you want to jump into one of our uh, old favorite segments, Coach's Corner? Oh boy, Luke Walton's hot. He's going to get a technical. Luke Walton is, he may get tossed. Luke Walton is, he is hot. Luke Walton has just been tossed from this game by Monty McCutcheon. Yeah, so uh, since the last time we talked, the Lakers have beat the Suns and the Nuggets and then lost again in another close game to the Spurs. Um, so just kind of looking at what we've played, I think that we can 
attribute the loss to Portland as a historical fact. Everyone loses to Portland in the home opener. The last team to beat Portland in a home opener was Kobe and Shaq. So, whoa, isn't that a crazy stat? Really? Yeah, I heard that on the radio at least. That's Mason crazy. Ireland. Okay. So what? Uh, so wash. Uh, the Spurs and the Lakers are very similar teams. They're very similar teams. I think that the Lakers have more talent and the Spurs have got a better system. And that's that. Uh, we have a hard time with big men that are all-stars, like Marcus Aldridge. He kills us. And that ends up opening up opportunities for other players on the team, like Rudy Gay, DeMar DeRozan, because we're having to focus on Aldridge and have to decide, do we double team? And a lot of times the double team is coming from the wrong man which is really, really frustrating as a fan to watch, where you're seeing the same play every time, get it to Aldridge down low, and then the wrong guy goes and doubles and ends up for an easy pocket pass. Can you, tell me, can you tell me what you mean by the wrong guy doubles? Let's tell the audience what you're talking about here. Sure, so when, you're, when you have a help defense, you have to either, either rotate somebody from like farther away from the ball so they have to do like a skip pass to get the ball like around the perimeter to the open man. You don't want to just have like an easy outlet for the guy that's getting doubled. You want to contain him. And if you are rotating somebody that's like nearby, say that like uh, whoever's guarding DeMar DeRozan, say DeMar DeRozan is up at the wing, Aldridge is in the low post, he's posting up uh, Jonathan Williams. You have to pull the guy who's guarding uh, DeMar DeRozan because you recognized it too late or something. Uh, and now DeMar DeRozan is open at the three-point line. Somebody has to rotate over. You have to rotate the entire defense. Or ideally, you know what's coming. And so somebody that's further away from the ball is the one that's being the help defender. Ingram might be able to really help in this regard because he's a very good help defender and he's so long. So Yeah, you can close the gap really quickly. Exactly. Exactly. So And he can still get back out if the outlet pass right, comes. Right. Um Kuz should be able to do that, but just at this stage, he still doesn't quite have the awareness to be able to double and then get back to his man quick enough. Ingram can do that. So hopefully that's something that'll be fixed by having Ingram back out there to close games. Should be harder for them to get those easy little twos. Um something else that was pretty cool is against the Nuggets, we actually played defense. Uh, which was incredible what it does to our offense. So we still, the offense is still really much, very much in its infancy. And so getting defensive stops open us up to run uh, and gun. And even though, even though our fast breaks sometimes are really funny, like sometimes there's like some real slop going on in the fast break. Our fast break is so effective because we have such long guys that they make up for those mistakes. So just getting a tip, a steal. That's why having the backcourt of Hart and Lonzo is so important because both of those guys can read passing lanes. KCP, for whatever reason, can't do that right now. Rondo overhelps and is too slow to really be able to facilitate in that way. So Hart and, and Zoe have got to be in crunch time lineups. Have to. Um, and uh, if we play defense, I think we win games. I think... I think we could have beaten the Spurs if we had Ingram in this most recent game. Again, another close one. Sometimes those are going to fall our way. Sometimes they're not. And I think a lot of times in those really close games, it comes down to coaching and not to be a big knock on Luke. I think it's just because it's a new group. He's still kind of installing a system and there's some slop. Like a lot of these plays coming out of timeouts, like there's no way that was what was designed. It's just mm -hmm. like the first two options are covered. Nobody really has a really good feel for like how to call an audible out there. And so then LeBron jacks up a three. Yeah. Wasted possession. And then you lose yeah. by three. You know, it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that I noticed in the last game yeah. is our, our, our free throw shooting was not good. Yes. That too. Shot like 60 something percent. And uh, I checked. And if we shot league average, which is like 76.5%, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, we wouldn't have won just on that, but it would have been a one-point game. Mm -hmm. So then, obviously, maybe Rondo wouldn't have been left under open under the basket. Mm -hmm. But now we're now we just need a point. Exactly. Now, not 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 three. Now you can actually attack the rim. So I think that's another piece that I, I hope we see some improvement in. Definitely, definitely, and I and I, I think we should. And to that point too, we would have we would have won the other game against the Spurs if LeBron just hit 
those free throws. So yep. We're, yep. we're in a funny position where it's like, okay, yeah, we've had a bad start to the year, but the context, like, it, I think matters because we were playing against good teams. We won the games that we absolutely should have won. The Nuggets game was a bit of a surprise. I thought that we yeah. are a far superior team to the Nuggets. Uh, I th- like I think that I can say that. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's hubris, but uh, I I think we're better. I think we're I think we're a better constructed team, even though we're like silly. It. Um, and like it. It's it's just like the teams that we should be having problems with. Spurs. They're probably a similar seed to us. Come the end of the year, Rockets. Difficult and Portland's super hard to play at home. But we we yeah. we hung in there with all of those teams. Like. Yeah. To, to the guy's credit. That's what gives me hope is we've not gotten blown out this year. No. And every single one of those games could have turned with like a situation like Lance hitting those two back-to-back threes. If he would have done that in any of those other games, we might have won those games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it's like we're at least that close. Add in some more offense. Add in some more communication. Add in LeBron not shooting 20% from three. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think those games fall. I think those games fall our way. So I'm, I still believe that the Lakers are going to go on like a 15-game tear at some point in the season and make up for this slow start. Nice. I think we're going to have a really fun run at some point. Well, there you have it, folks, from the coach's mouth himself. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, runs and upcoming games, just kind of want to run everyone quickly through what we have on the docket for the next uh, like couple weeks. We get to play the Kings. So, Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tonight we have Lakers at Timberwolves. Should be a fun one. Um, then on Wednesday, uh, the Mavericks play the Lakers in LA. Then Saturday, November 3rd, Lakers at the Trailblazers. So we get to see Portland again. Um, then this is a rough one. The second, second night. So Sunday night, Mm, back back to back, back. uh, Raptors at Lakers. Yeah. Just pencil that in as a loss right now. Most likely. Um, and then Wednesday, November 7th, we play the Timberwolves again in L.A. And then Saturday, November 10th, we get to see the Kings. And then another back-to-back, Sunday night, Brutal. we play the Hawks. Thankfully, yeah. that, that Kings-Hawks back-to-back <laughs> is, is sweet. Yeah. Um, but just something crazy. So we play nine back-to-backs this season. Mm-hmm. Three of those are coming in the first month of the season. We've had a rough start to our season, schedule-wise. Yeah. Absolutely. So I do think that that's worth keeping in mind in terms of like overall record is mm-hmm. we're going to have a lot of back-to-backs in this first month. Mm-hmm. To your point, we've played in a lot of hostile situations. Um, I think there are some, like you said, contextual factors that could be working in our benefit kind of once we get out of this month. I, I like that. And like these are winnable games. Trailblazers, Mavericks, Timberwolves. Uh, not Trailblazers. Timberwolves, Mavericks, Timberwolves, Kings, Hawks. Those are five games that we can definitely win and probably yes. should win. Yes. So uh, if we're the team that we think we are, we should win those yeah. games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Timberwolves, I guess, are kind of on the fence because you you don't know what they're going to show up. But I think we're I think that's, we're a better that's team true. than they are. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, at, we should at least split that with them. At least, yeah. And yeah. then at Trailblazers, that's again, it's hard to win in Portland. But maybe we'll have some maybe we'll have some fire because of the way that that first game went. Uh, I sure hope so. The Raptors thing, though, yeah, that's probably a schedule that's loss. A lot, tough. Second day of a back Raptors after the trail, because you know that they're going to be spent after the Trailblazers. And they, and they have to travel. And the Raptors are really good. So they have to go from Portland to L.A. and then play that night. Yeah. That's, it's not easy. Yeah, that's, that's going to be tough. That's a schedule loss. Although that's what I said about the Nuggets, so who knows? Um, real quick. Do you think that uh, there's any validity to anyone actually wanting to be a Clipper next year? I'm talking like KD or um, Kawhi. KD, no. I don't think that the KD thing is is for real. Um, I think that there is validity to it, and I think that it is entirely out of respect for Jerry West. He's going to (laughs) die. He's not an immortal person. I know, but... I think when you see his history with the Lakers and the Warriors as an executive, mm-hmm. I think he still has a certain repu- reputation in the league. Oh, I, absolutely. He has a reputation that he's built over the last 80 years. Yeah. I, but he, while he's still there, I, I do think that, that I think he'll at least get meetings. Let's put it okay, that yeah, way. I get that. 
I get yeah. that. But I don't know. I'm hearing the KD to the Knicks or the Clippers because he wants to build his legacy and he cares so much about what it. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I can see. I don't think that he's going to go to the Knicks, but I can understand the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think it's most likely that he tries to stay in Golden State. Yeah, I think that Golden State cares more about him and Steph than anybody else. And just keeps reeling in championship rings. That makes the most sense to me. Also, people act like LeBron is here forever. It's weird. People like forget about time. Yeah, it's, he's signed a four-year deal. Like Kevin Durant, well, Kawhi and, Leonard. And the fourth year is, is an option. They're young. They're like young people that are going to be playing for the next eight to ten years. Yeah. So LeBron's not there for the next eight to ten years. Yeah, possibly just two more. So... I don't understand what what's the deal with the narrative of like they have to be the guy now. It's like, do you do you really? You can't come in like win a chip with LeBron and then keep keep in there, and then it's your team. You get the statue out front, and you're playing in L- in L.A. and like you're one of the biggest stars in the world. I don't get it. Yeah, well, I think that's one one thing that's kind of weird about this generation of this like newer generation of players mm-hmm. is they all have rings already. Bill Simmons was talking mm-hmm. about this. I'm not just trying to steal his idea or Windhorse said it or someone, but. Like Kyrie has a ring. All the Warriors guys have rings. Mm-hmm. Um, like in previous generations, like like Kobe basically hogged all the rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tim Duncan. <laughs> not 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 Kobe. Yeah, but that's my point. Yeah. Is it's like it's like if you weren't on the Spurs, uh, Lakers, mm-hmm. or Heat, mm-hmm. there was like a ten year window where you just didn't win a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you look around the league, like. There's actually like a pretty long, like if you think about the superstars in the league, Mm -hmm. most of them have rings already. Kawhi already has a ring. Mm -hmm. Kevin Love has a ring. LeBron has rings. Like I said, all the Warriors guys have rings. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that it's interesting because we are not going to have these guys chasing rings for their entire career, I think, because they already have them. Yeah. You know? So I think it's just a different dynamic than we've seen in the past. That's true. That is. But I, I, I think people have overhyped the, you can still make money in a small market. You can still totally be a superstar in Oklahoma City. And then they see LeBron come to LA, and I think that people are starting to realize it's not the same. No, well, and also, like, like Kevin Durant was not the, like, tech investor mogul that he is now. Uh-huh. When he was in Oklahoma City. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to knock Oklahoma City, but like certain regions do have better opportunities in certain industries. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Oklahoma City is many things. It is not a tech hub. Has drive-in theaters. I've been to a nice drive-in <laughs> theater in Oklahoma City once. Well, there, there you go. Um, but I, you know what I mean? So I, yeah, your point is a good one, which is just like, even it's not even necessarily even a big market small market thing it's just a market thing mm-hmm. that just certain markets have different opportunities and if your interests and your uh, are more aligned with a certain region's opportunities then you're going to be able to do more there right like it makes sense for lebron to be in la cuz he wants to do all this video and tv production i would counter it makes sense for any basketball player to be in la because they're first and foremost entertainers well, yes. it's the entertainment yes. capital of the world yes. it's big yes. like yes. like new york like is the financial capital but it yes. doesn't have the entertainment like la does people yeah. are i have lots of people that i'm working with that are in new york for music and they're like can't wait to come to la there's a reason no you're you're right you're right but my yeah. my my point though is just like uh, you yeah. know not everyone can play in yeah, la exactly. i wish you know and so like I think, for example, like Russ has been really successful in fashion outside of mm-hmm. New York and L.A., mm-hmm. right? And I, I think that's fine because he's on television every night. So he can still, like, he has enough nationally televised games that it doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. He travels to New York and L.A. often enough that he can be there for fashion shows, mm-hmm. things of that sort. Um, but for other things like, like, like tech investment and for, you know, being a part of the entertainment industry, you, you kind of have to be in those markets. Well, let me ask you this. Is Russell Westbrook a generational player? Like somebody that's like forever remembered as this time was Russell Westbrook's time. Uh, not, not to that degree. I feel like he's not got to a the, huge asterisk even around his M- MVP year. No, but here's the, yeah, but I guess 
I would, I would think about it this way. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the story of the NBA mm-hmm. in, you know, the last decade and a half mm-hmm. or two decades and exclude Russell Westbrook? No. I don't think no. you can. I agree. I agree. But to me, that's like, that's kind of how I, that's like my litmus mm-hmm. test for like, you know, where a person stands in terms of like, um, greatness. It's like, can you tell the story of the NBA and ignore that person? I like that. That's cool. That's good. Yeah, I think there's some guys Absolutely that are good. right on the line. Yeah. Like on Andre Godala. Mm-hmm. Like finals probably MVP. not because of his defensive finals MVP against LeBron, yeah. but it's close. Mm-hmm. DeMarcus Cousins for sure. You can tell the story of the NBA and not mention DeMarcus Cousins mm-hmm. right now. Right now? And it would and it would not make a difference. Right now? You could right now. A D too. Right now. Right now, yeah. But those guys are young, yeah, so that's, that's a little true. different. That's, true. that's a little and he's different. He's not on the Lakers yet. That, that's true. Next year. So wait till we pair him with Giannis. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that that's enough speculation before we start getting yeah. into possible trades for AD. <laughs> hey, I mean, Magic said during the Dodgers broadcast he's bringing another superstar next year. <laughs> I wonder if he's been talking to a certain agent. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, I think that's good for today. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank all of our followers and you, John. Uh, please subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many others. And check us out on social media at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com. Uh, I have a round of drinks riding on tonight's game, so please win, Lakers, please. Uh, do they have to win by the spread or just straight-up victory? I believe we said straight up. Hey. I should clarify that, though. <laughs> Odds are better if that's the case. <laughs> I think it's straight up. Okay, cool. Well, I hope we win, too. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Peace.